，你准备平安。Peace, brothers and sisters。那佢佢又是想。Let us assume our series, God's righteousness, a great God, amazing salvation. Today we'll be discussing Romans chapter four. Abraham's righteousness. Almost every nation has a founding father. 真就，咱诶中国有咱诶山东省伫印度有一个甘地，当我好哩变无好势。In China there is Sun Yat-sen, India Gandhi, in the Philippines Jose Rizal。我唔知伫你生你生命生命中间啥是你去咯。I do not know who is your hero in your heart。你知影即款诶人哦，会影响你诶生活甲你诶行为。Because this is type of people that will influence your life。即款哦，真爱韩国明星嘅人啊 ！There are some people who love K-pop stars。你再连伊嘅头毛嘅血度甲都甲伊上啊 ！They would even copy their hairstyles。伫犹太人嘅心中，第一伟大嘅人物就是 Abraham。For the Jews, their founding father was Abraham。伊就是伊嘅国家嘅英雄，国家嘅老爸。They were the nation's father and hero. The Abraham 生命中间犹太人第一叫的所在就是 Abraham 献爱撒的故事。The most, the biggest story they can boast about on Abraham is the story of him sacrificing his son. 这是何等伟大的代志 ！This was a great deed. 多一个老爸有通最高将家己家己家献给上帝 ，burn offering. What type of father will be willing to sacrifice their own son? 那罗马书第四章就是讲 Abraham 的意。In Romans chapter four, it talks about the righteousness of Abraham. It will also talk about Abraham's faith. Paul wants us to know that Abraham's righteousness came from faith, not from works. Why is this? Because the moment when Abraham was about to sacrifice Isaac, Abraham was about to sacrifice Isaac. God already considered him as righteous. So it's not because Abraham had Isaac. No, it's not because of the result of the action. But it's because of the faith that he believed in him. Because the scripture says faith without action is dead. So his actions did not had not his his justification had nothing to do with his. Actions. In Romans chapter four, it can be divided into three parts. First eight verses, his actions. Nineteen-twelve, his identity. Thirteen-twenty-five, his faith. Let's look at his actions. What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh, discovered in this matter? In our words today, what can Abraham boast about? In fact, Abraham was justified by works he had something to boast about, but not before God. There was nothing to boast about. Why was there nothing? Ah, look at verse three. Abraham believed God. It was credited to him as righteousness. 
This is the most important passage in chapter 4. Where did this passage come from? In Genesis 15:6. Abraham believed in the Lord and it was credited to him as righteousness. It's the same. So we must ask. Abraham believed God. He believed what did Abraham believe in God? Let us go back to chapter 15 of Genesis. Because in chapter 15, Abraham told the Lord something. Abraham said, Lord, you have not given me a son. My servant will then become my heir. The Lord said, No. In Genesis 15, verses 4 to 5, the word of the Lord came to him and said, This man will not be your heir, but the son of your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the stars and count the stars. If indeed you can count them, then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. He promised Abraham one thing Your descendants will be as many as the stars in the sky. Look at the sky. There are many stars. Your descendants will be like them. Can you count them? Of course not. And the Bible says Abraham believed. He believed that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars. Because of which he was credited to him as righteousness. In this uh, verses 4 to 5, it explains what it means to be credited righteousness to him. Chapter 4, verses 45. Now to the one who works, wages are not credited as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the one who does not work, but trusts God, who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteousness. Righteousness that is by faith is grace. Why is this? We just from work are not gifts, but compensation for your efforts. And to rely on works for justification is not grace, it is earning merits for the work that is done. So Abraham in Sin Cheng is so because his faith was counted to him by grace. And Paul also mentions another person in his testimony. David, King David. King David. Let's look at verses six to eight. David says the same thing when he speaks of the blessedness of the one to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. He 
He says, Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sins, whose sin the Lord will never count against them. Abraham, you are. Aside from Abraham, David is Israel's most respected king. Even David said he was a sinner. He could not claim his righteousness from his deeds. He has always mentioned that he is sinful. He's man or he's blessed. And he is blessed, sorry. So not because of what he has done. But because of the blessings from the Lord. I would like to ask you a question. Is it difficult to exercise faith? You might say it is quite easy. Hey, but this is not a faith wherein you would say that I will believe that tomorrow will rain. Or if you will say tomorrow will not rain. Let's say tomorrow does rain. You will say my faith was mistaken. But this mistaken faith will not give you any consequences. But this is not the faith that the Bible is talking about. This faith the Bible is talking about is yielding to God. You first have to humble yourself. And admit that you cannot do it on your own. It is advocating control to God. And let Him decide. This is not easy. In this world, is a world of control. People want to control their own lives. And uh, they want to control the others. You want to control the other people. Such as parents wanting to control their children. Employers wanting to control their employees. But remember, there are things beyond our control. Let us say, you get married. Let me ask you, are you willing to get married? Let me ask you, is it easy or difficult to be married? You might say it's quite easy. Yes, but it can be a very it can also be a very difficult thing. What is this reason? I do not know if you know that Japan has a big problem. Many Japanese people do not want to get married. They just want love, but they do not want the commitment. Because that marriage uh, requires a lot of commitment. And it is a form of responsibility. They want the pleasure, but they do not want the responsibility. But marriage is a heavy responsibility. Very quite heavy. When you, when you get married, you have the bear the responsibility as a husband or a father. A wife and a mother. What's even more scary? 
Think about it. Let's say one of your spouse gets cancer and, and he or she will pass away. How will you face this? This is out of your control. You must only face it through faith. It's difficult, but you need to trust in God. Do you know that your spouse will love you forever? Do you trust this per- your spouse to not get a divorce and have an affair? This is faith. In the same way, to be made righteous by faith is only something out of our belief. This to admit that in the face of salvation, there was nothing that you could have done. Paul says in Ephesians to remind us, we're all dead in our sins and trespasses. We are spiritually dead people. So in the face of salvation, there was nothing we could do. All we can do is believe in the work that God has done for us. So in chapters 4, 6 to 8, that Abraham has nothing to boast because his salvation was all made by faith and grace. It talks about his faith. How about in verses 9 to 12? It talks about his identity. In this three verses, it mentions something 12 times. Circumcision and uncircumcision. Why did Paul mention about circumcision? Jews are proud of their circumcision. In those days, Romans and Greeks do not go circumcision. But Jews, after the eight the eighth day after they're born, go through uncircumcision. Because circumcision was a sign of the covenant with God and the Jews. This was something that they were very proud of. But Paul tells us in this passage, it's an important concept. The time of Abraham's circumcision. Did God justify Abraham before or after he was circumcised? In verses 9 to 10, it says that we have been saying that Abraham's faith was credited to him as righteousness. Under what circumstances was it credited? Was it after he was circumcised or before? 
It was not after, but before. Abraham was circumcised in chapter 17 of Genesis. But in chapter 15, God already credited him that righteousness. So Paul makes a conclusion. Abraham was made righteous before circumcision. So Abraham was made righteous before so Abraham was a father of the uncircumcised. But after circumcision, he was also the father of the circumcised. So Abraham was a father of both. Why, why did Paul talk about the circumcision? Because circumcision has a notion of identity. The Jews would think that their identity is the most important. Because they are God's chosen people. How can they prove that they were God's chosen people? Do the circumcision. Because that was their sign of a covenant. And this was this was a sign of the covenant between them and God. That it's represented that that God was their God. And they were God's people. Church today in this world, a lot of people are very proud of their identities. In the Second World War, in the Second World War, Hitler was very proud of the Germans' Aryan descendantship. In fact, he wanted to kill all the Jews. Because they were, uh, they were going to ruin their ethnicity. Even the British people have a sense of superiority. The English would call themselves gentlemen. And call Americans that they're cowboys. And out of Chinese also look down on other people. It's the same thing. But, they think that they're the descendants of the dragon. Because they, they highly view themselves, they would look down on other people. So some say would look down on Filipinos, Indians, and Africans. But sometimes even Chinese people will look down on other Chinese people. You see, you know, China is very big. So it's separated to northern and southern part. People from Beijing are northern people. Uh, we Hokkien people or Cantonese people are from the southern area. Northerners would despise southerners. They would say that they are barbarians. Even among the Chinese, they would look down on each other. 
顶拜啊，香港人哦，真正看见对大陆来嘅两个人啊。Back then, Hong Kong people would look down on people from mainland China. 教会，这是现今世界实实在在嘅情况。Church, this is the reality of this world. 但系保罗兰就系一个真正嘅大事。But Paul lets us know. 那你信看其实无什么等夸口嘅所在。There was nothing. There's nothing in the flesh that we can boast about. 就正如你受了割礼，无受割礼。生生生嘅啦 ，just as if you're circumcised or not circumcised。其实啦，无一个人有通选择追什么人啊。In fact, no one can choose what race they are born into。对不？我是中国人。I'm Chinese。啊，我是菲律宾人。I'm Filipino。我是犹太人。I'm Jewish。我是美国人。I'm American。我是日本人。I'm Japanese。其实都唔是我家己选嘅啊。None of this is of my own choice。对不？一切是上帝对关对咱嘅安排嘅。This was arranged by the Lord。所以是上帝眼中啊。So in God's eyes。咱咱是只有上出嚟人。We are the same people。咱是照上帝形象创造嘅人。We are all made in His image。你知有一有啲叫做啊 Sunday School 嘅囡仔嘅歌。There's a Sunday School song。It's entitled "Jesus Loves the Little Children." The lyrics is quite nice. Jesus loved the little children, all the children of the world. Red, brown, yellow, black, white—they are the precious in His sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. 即系即系星球人就有上帝听世界当中嘅人啦，无上色嘅人佢都听。This passage says God loves everyone despite of despite their ethnicity. 所以无一个人有通控管你家己成为你什么款的人啊。So no one can boast in their own identity。所以啊，无一个人因为家己身份感觉真自卑，受撇体家己。今日我是怎什么人啊 ？And no one should also self pity themselves for their ethnicity。那都是上帝创造人，上帝救的人，蒙恩得救的人。We're all created by God and called to be saved by God。好啦，罗美这样代志。The last thing。讲到 Abraham 的信心。Talks about Abraham's faith。第十三到二十五节 ，verses thirteen to twenty-five。那但是你来看第四章第十三到十六节，这四则圣经啊。Let's first look at verses thirteen to sixteen。保罗嗰阵咪提起咱正雅同我嘅代志。Paul tells us again。无论是犹太人还是外邦人，你若效法伊布尔嘅信心，你若效法伊，你若 follow 伊 example， 你若就做伊嘅叫做伊嘅 descendant 嘅后裔，你就有当承受上帝和伊布尔嘅应允，伊嘅 promise。我们应该相信上帝 promise 给伊布尔。那上帝 promise 和伊布尔的道路呢 ？Now what is God's promise to Abraham？ 在创世纪十二章。It's found in Genesis chapter twelve, fifteen, and seventeen. But later on, God gave Israel the law. Where is it? Exodus twenty. The promise came first before the law. Not the law first, but the promise came first. That the English people, the English people, should have faith. Not the law. So the promise received by faith has is unrelated to the law. So Paul says, "You know, if you want to achieve this fulfillment of the faith or." Salvation by faith, by by fulfilling the law, then it is 
your faith is made useless. So let's ask an important question. What kind of faith did Abraham have? What type of faith did he have to receive the saving grace of God? Here the passage tells us he believed in two things. The first, his faith believed that God had already done what he had promised. Let's look at verses 19 to 20. Let's look at Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. Abraham knew that his body was good as dead. And Sarah was no longer capable of conceiving. In Hebrew, it says that Sarah's womb was already dead. So this couple understood that they were no longer able to bear children. But the Bible says Abraham's faith did not waver. Why? Because in verse 21 it says, Being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. Abraham believed that God would be able to fulfill what he has promised. He, my, my, my I cannot does not represent God's cannot. Hudson Taylor was a man of great faith. He was a founder of China Inland Mission. Today is called OMF. He said something interesting. He said God's work goes through three stages. What is are these three stages? First is impossible. Second is too difficult. And third is done. What does this mean? It means at the beginning, this is an impossible work to be done. But if you have faith and you go work at it, you will experience difficulty. But amazingly, it will be done. Look at your discipleship center. Isn't this also the case? At the start, we said that this was not possible. And as we work through faith, it became difficult. And how about now? Done. It is done. 
Our God is faithful. Alpha and Omega. He is Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. What he says will be done. This is Abraham's experience. This is Hudson Taylor's experience. Is it also our experience? Then we have to believe and believe that God has already done it. It's the same with salvation. We are a group of people who are dead in sin. We are spiritually dead. We're powerless in the face of salvation. Just like Abraham and Sarah's body, which are as good as dead. It was impossible for them to conceive. But our faith is believed that God has already done it for us. Not what we have to do. But to accept by faith that the salvation has already been done for us. Jesus said on the cross, finished. It is finished. The work of salvation has been done. And to, the saving faith is to believe and accept his salvation. And this is Abraham's faith in God. Abraham had a faith that believed God gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. This is what verses 17 to 18. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. The God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations. This is the root of, his, of Abraham's faith. Abraham believed he was a dead man, not, having, not able to have a child. So he believed it was impossible. But he believed that God is a God of possibilities but loving to something yeah. he's a god he's he believes that god can make a dead into the living so and when Abraham was 99 years old he said he had no possibility to having children but my god can make nothing into something because I had nothing. I'm 99. I have no hope. But is this opportunity for God to work? But how can I have children in 99? There's one way. To restore my body. To me, 99 to be like a young man. Because he believes that God can do this. 
And his body came back to life. When Abraham gave birth to Isaac, and Sarah died. Abraham died at the age of 137. Oh, when Sarah died, Abraham was at the age of 137. Abraham remarried at the age of 137. His wife was named Keturah. How many children did Keturah give Abraham? Six. So his body was like it was revived. This is Abraham's faith. This is the faith that he believes that God has done something already. He's a God that makes nothing into something and dead into living. This is our saving faith. Let's look at verse 23. The words, it was credited to him, were not written for him alone. But also for us to whom God will credit righteousness, for us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. These three verses. What type of faith is this saving grace? It's the type of faith that believes that the Lord Jesus has resurrected from the dead. That the Lord Jesus died for our transgressions. And his resurrection was for our justifications. What does this mean? That his death took away our sins and his resurrection gave us God's righteousness. In verses 13 to 25, there's always a word that's being repeated. Promise. It appears five times. It appears five times. This is God's promise to Abraham. Paul reminds us again that God believed in God's promise. Abraham, Abraham believed in God's promise. What does this have to do with his faith? What is the, uh, the relationship of faith and, and the promise? Because faith must have an object. The object of your faith will affect your faith. If you think about it, if, you, uh, if there's a very generous person, or there's a very stingy person, will that affect your faith in that person? Of course it will. Because 
the person is stingy. If you ask him for help, maybe he will not help you. How about this generous person? If I ask him for help, he might help me. So the object is important. So Abraham believes that God is something who makes nothing into something and dead to life. So he knows that he will fulfill his promises. What reason is this? Uh, back then in Soviet Russia, there was this leader called Lenin. A very good leader. When he passed, the Soviet Union publicly praised him. This is what the Union said. His vision was colossal. His intelligence in organizing the masses was beyond belief. He was Lord of the new humanity and the Savior of the world. Very high praise. But if you look at the English, because it's not seen in Chinese, worst, worst, worst. Jesus was. It's in, happened in the past. It was done in the past. He was colossal, he was beyond belief, he was a new humanity. But look at someone else. This is what the angels told Mary. That he is risen. Look at the English. He is risen. He is risen. He is not dead, but he is alive. Lenin was and Jesus is. Because Jesus was alive. So it means we have a certainty that he will he will uh, fulfill his promises. Abraham's righteousness had nothing to do with his works. Had nothing to do with his identity. It was one that was justified by faith. He's a faith that believes God can make something out of nothing out of something, sorry, something out of nothing and dead to life. Chairman. Let me ask. What faith do you have? Is it the faith that believes in the saving work of the cross? Do you believe in this? Have you embraced this? May God help us. This is Paul's testimony. I hope it is also our testimony. Let me let us believe in the saving grace of the Lord Jesus who has risen from the dead. May God bless you.
但是伊个信心是建立伫信仰个里面，建立伫耶稣基督个成就。伊相信伊个上帝是一位无变无个上帝，一位叫世人各位上帝。就亲像咱咱得救个信心是相信耶稣对咱定立是立个，将咱个罪脱去。但系耶稣对世人重新国王，何君称罪义。这是得救的信心，不是靠着军做了什么代志，为了 do nothing， 一切都是上帝为军成就的代志。帮将军和军安尼款的信心建立起来，和军称这个上帝家里上，军的信心是有根有基，建立在上帝你的真理的顶面。现在军的感谢，现在军的祈祷，佮要做军，当军查考罗马书的时阵，和军是在将军所。听到嘅信息，军诶得救嘅信心做一个比较，和军嘅信心是实在是无根无基，伫真理嘅顶面，做一个清清楚楚蒙恩得救嘅基督徒。现在军嘅感谢，甲军嘅祈祷，上个主要说基督嘅性命。Amen and amen, amen。你这边礼拜，咱来思想罗马书第五章，咱来只，但是只看。十一章，罗马书第五章一到第十一章，都可以好读。讲买这段的圣经，下礼拜我嚟解释，哈，关上嚟祝福你，下礼拜个沙都 ，God bless。